to the You Gotta Love Love podcast. I am Michelle Allen, and I'm here with my wonderful, sexy co-host. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing out there? Hopefully everybody's doing well. Doing well. I'm pleased to be here with my beautiful, beautiful co-host, Michelle Allen. Who are you? Elliot Allen. <laughs> I thought you said that. No, I didn't. I didn't say your name. Hi, everybody. I'm Elliot Allen, and I'm happy to be here. I'm with my beautiful wife, Michelle Allen. Right. My partner in crime, right? So, um, thank you guys for coming back. Hopefully you listened to the first episode um, last week, which was just our basic background as to who we are. Um, let me just preface this by saying, and I did that in the last episode as well, Elliot and I are not marriage counselors. We are not um, licensed therapists, social workers, or anything of that nature. Um, I am a registered nurse, but it has nothing to do regarding marriage. So, we just wanted to put that out there so you guys know it's just us talking from our experiences um, or maybe experiences of loved ones or friends that we've encountered over the years. And we like to call ourselves marriage enthusiasts. We believe in marriage. We love marriage. We love being married to each other, (laughs) which is a good thing. Um, So that is the point of the You Gotta Love Love podcast, to bring love and light into this world, which it seems to be getting a little bit more crazy every day, in my opinion. But that's okay. We're going to fix it and, and fix it one person and listener at a time and I'm gonna do my part with my partner thank you thank you thank you you're welcome (laughs) so this episode guys we decided to um come on and tell you guys our love story yes right our love story is pretty unique and um I love our love story I love telling our love story so we're just gonna kind of give you guys uh, an idea of how did Michelle and Elliot become Um, Just so you guys know, and if you ever hear this going forward, we do reference ourselves as Team Allen. Um, That is the name we've given our family. It's for me and my husband, but also includes our kids once they came along. So we call ourselves Team Allen um, because it's a team. Marriage is a team. It takes teamwork to make this thing happen and grow and continue. Um, So if you ever hear us reference that, it's just us. That's what we call each other. We call each other Team Allen. That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. And and as uh, my lovely wife stated, you know, we... This is going to be our contribution to uh, marriage and our uh, contribution to uh, letting everybody recognize exactly what marriage means. And this is our part by sharing our story. I believe that examples are always the best, best, best form of uh, sort of counseling, if you would, to hear examples from other people. And you can kind of take um, good, you can take bad, or anything in between those examples are things that give us an opportunity to grow and sometimes just give us an opportunity to say oh wow they went through that wow so you know we're experiencing some of the same similar uh, situations Situations. so you know you can kind of grow from that so that's what uh, we're here to kind of do today to give you guys a little bit of an example of what we went through Um, there's no right or wrong answer right everyone's relationship is your relationship it's different so Mm -hmm. this is just what we went through we can just share with you how We handle certain things and how we got together, how it worked for us. Somebody's story may be totally different. Again, this is not going to be a wrong or right situation. There is no wrong or right answer when it comes to relationships, when it comes to love, when it comes to marriage. There's just the situation that involves you and Mm -hmm. your significant other. So that's why, you know, we thought it was a good thing to kind of give you guys a quick overview um, from our experience of what we went through um, to get to these uh, coming up 14 years yep. of marriage um, this year. So we will give you guys a little bit of an example of that. I- I'll let my wife start off with her <laughs> syn- synopsis. And, of course, I will jump in 
as I feel the need, which <laughs> will probably be within a few seconds. But, uh, <laughs> we'll see about that, buddy. Mm-hmm. Well, um, okay, so my husband and I, um, we've known each other, I would say, pretty much most of our lives. Um, I We live no, next door to each other. So my parents moved on to the block when I was about one, one year old, and his family... Um, and he was already born at that time as well, had already been here. Um, how old were you? I think you guys came, I'm, I'm fairly aware, so <laughs> I think that um, my wife's family moved on the block in 1980. Right, and I was born in 1980. And we moved on the block in 1977. Okay. And I was three right. at that particular time. I don't really actually remember moving on this block necessarily, but I do not remember living in in the old house in which we occupy so this pretty much the house that we grew up next door to each other Mm -hmm. is the only only house that both of us really know right correct yeah so we're talking about a time frame again 1970 1977 for my family 1980 for michelle's family so and we're basically both babies yes we were so i i didn't know anything of him until i was much older um I would, my parents would come in and out. I'd be with my mom. We'd be driving in and out of school or errands or whatever. And, and I guess that's somehow I started to notice there's this boy next door. Um, there's a boy next door. He loved to wear hoodies. And he loved to stand on the front step of his house with his boys around him. And they would just be talking about whatever they talk about. I have no clue. Um, my parents were very, um, I don't know if I say strict, 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 but they were strict. Growing up, my I'm Jamaican-American. My parents are from Jamaica, and I'm first-generation American here. So um, my mom is coming from a very um, Jamaican-Caribbean background. My Caribbean massive family, you guys know what that's like. Um, and then being a female, it's a whole nother level of it because she was not letting me out to do anything. So I was the one to stay home and kind of look through the window and see what everybody else was doing. <laughs> And my brother, who is younger than me, um, he's three years younger than me, he was free to go play basketball at neighbor's house. He would be next door with Ellie. And my husband's Elliot, but we call him Ellie. Um, He would be next door at their house and playing ball or a couple houses down by the Jamesons playing ball. Um, Certain houses he was allowed to go to. Meanwhile, poor Michelle is sitting inside the house just kind of looking like, okay, toodle, 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 what am I going to do? But I did notice him. Did you notice me? I mean, of course, of course, we notice, you know, our neighbors. <laughs> Although one thing we have to reference the story. I mean, first of all, let me just say, our story is so in depth. We just giving you guys kind of like the brief yeah, uh, story of it. You know, we would be here until you guys would be listening for at least the next twenty eight hours uh, if we gave you the full details uh, of it. But we're trying to give you guys a quick uh, overview of, of how it went. But I must say that there is a there is. A age group uh, gap between us. Right. Not a big age gap uh, in these terms of years now, but when you're younger, they're even more exacerbated. So, and when she asked me the question, did I notice her? Of course I noticed her, but again, if you, if we were 13... Well, we're six years apart. Right, so if I'm 13, obviously, you know, that was not something that I was looking at a little seven-year-old, you know, six, seven-year-old girl. So right. I knew that they, you know, that she existed next door, and right. as she said, her brother, was, who was even younger than her, we played, you know, had a hoop in the backyard, and so we played a lot of basketball. And he would stand at the fence. We still laugh and joke about that. <laughs> he can he can barely even see over the fence, but he'd stand there and watch us play, you know, ball. 
<laughs> I'm sure if he's listening, he'll get a kick out of that one. Um, but he's standing there and watch us play ball. And Michelle, again, would be in and out. But, you know, I got, quite frankly, at that time, he was insignificant only because of the the age difference at, at that particular time. Um, so that would have been a little bit odd if I was looking at her in that way. So And I, and I wasn't at that particular time. So that's where that went as far as... Those early, 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 early years uh-huh. of our relationship. Of course, like I said, we knew each other. Our families knew each other right. and, and of that nature. Yeah, we were very mm-hmm. good neighbors to each other. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was how that went. I guess we'd have to fast forward it a little bit more now to when we became uh, much older. Right. When the actual interaction was starting. And it was just, hello, goodbye right. type of situation. There was it no, was. Uh, as Michelle stated, you know, from my perspective, yes, you know, her, her mom and dad was very, very uh, strict. We did have a block in which, you know, I was very fortunate to grow up on a block where we had a lot of kids. There was a lot of us, you know, maybe like between our two block radiuses, we maybe had about 10 to 15 kids that came outside every day and interacted between basketball. We had a lot of guys that played basketball, so we'd get, you know, three on three, four on four games every day. So, you know, we was outside for sun up to sundown playing basketball and as I grow older we may talk a little bit about that later you know I realized that my parents did the little Jedi mind trick on me and putting up a basketball hoop in the back and so they kept us and most of the kids in the neighborhood home so we Mm -hmm. didn't go anywhere except for the backyard to play basketball and one of my other friends Michelle spoke about earlier who was two blocks now his I guess they co-conspired the parents and they put a hoop up (laughs) so between the two yards we were pretty much always on the block um, but again, Michelle's parents was very, very uh, strict in that matter. And so we really didn't see too much of her. She was not really involved in that, if you want to call it a click of the block. She was, no, quite frankly, no totally out of the loop totally. in terms of that. Um, she just wasn't involved <laughs> at all. There was no contact at all. So <laughs> that is where that went. No contact? You make it sound like I was an alien. At that particular time, it was that... Uh, distant that you know again <laughs> she really did not come out at all I think maybe probably talked to her mom at that time more than we did to Michelle because again she just really wasn't really outside at all at yeah. all we saw her little brother because again he would be outside watching the games mm. you know from the fence so we saw him more than we did Michelle because obviously so she here. didn't come outside to even watch the games she wasn't nope. into sports nope. um, but we really didn't see much of her during those early years. Right. So, like I said, we would have to fast forward it. So, let's fast forward more toward high school. Um, At this point, Elliot, you were probably in college when you were doing all this. Because, you know, internet was dial-up at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to do printer and, and typing and I don't even know, whatever. But, Elliot um, graduated a computer engineering degree. So, when we would have issues with our computer, that's who we would call. And if something was wrong, maybe he needed a part or something like that. He'd be the person to help us do that, and he'd get the part and, and arrange all that for us. So we saw a little bit more, and I got to see him more during those interactions because it'd be me having to type the paper, being I'm the oldest child, um, having to type a paper or do something, and then something's not working. And if something wouldn't work at my house, we got to the point that I was able to go to his house and type up what I needed to type up and print out and then come home. Again, for me, very innocent. Nothing, you know, thinking in my mindset of it. Um... See, I want to say that I want to say that at this particular time it was more like you were in college, uh-uh. not in high school. I wasn't in college. I want to say that you was in. Co- I, I went away the first year of college. 
I don't know. I feel like it was one. high school. It was late high school, but it was high school. I don't want to say that. <laughs> I don't want to say that. <laughs> Where you feeling that way? I want to say it was more like you was in college when you had come back from college. Maybe you were in because you would come home uh, from from college, yeah. and you might have to be like doing a paper or something like that. That's yeah. the reason why I was over there. Because the reason why I can I can equate it to more like college because at that point you were going out more. And the reason Fair why enough. because I'm gonna I'm gonna share a story with Fair you, the reason why I specifically remember this and I can pretty much say it was not high school because she was dating somebody at that particular <laughs> time. And I and, and she was writing a paper. This is how I know this is to be to, to be true. Because I can tell you right now there was no way that her parents were going to let her... And not that they was happy about the person she was dating at that time either. But she had more freedom to do... Uh, to date somebody. Yeah, there was no boyfriend. So, there. there was a time when she was doing a paper. And the printer broke. And I had to fix the printer. And I remember... At this time, though... I'll back up just a little bit and say at this time that, yeah, there was more of an attraction. We were speaking a little bit more. Right. So, there was more for me. She was of age... So it was start to be like, oh, you know, this young Michelle next door is certainly oh of gosh. age at You're this right. point. You're right. It was college. Of course. Yes, I'm I, picturing I, I, I know computer that. labs. She's trying to get me yeah. in trouble. <laughs> so I remember at, at this particular time, like, all right, young Michelle is of age at this point. <laughs> and I was definitely checking her out, you know, physically. Like, wow, she's, you know, she's attractive. <laughs> and I remember this specific story. That's how I, because it was kind of dramatic for me. I knew that she was dating somebody, and I went over there to fix the printer, and I think I needed a part or something like that, as she stated. And then I remember going back once I got the part, and I think I had called, and I think I might have called and told her, listen, I got the part, maybe hopefully go over there and get a chance to talk to her for a little bit. But when I got over there, she was not home, and she was out with the guy. So here I am downstairs fixing the, the computer and, you know, whatever, dealing with, you know, mom. And, you know, she's out with some other guy. So that's how I can, that's my time frame to remember that. And I can say Fair for enough. sure that she was not, she would have not have had the opportunity to do that if she was in high school. So let's beat that, <laughs> put that on record that I was not checking her out when she was in high school. I want that to be very, very, very clear. She was out of high school. It, do, it does get a little murky because as she said, she did go away. To college, yeah. I don't remember how, what the dynamic. I guess I'm assuming maybe it was like you just came home in, while class was still in session, maybe just on home on a vacation, yeah, or a few weeks yeah, off or whatever. Break, but yeah. you right, but yeah. you still had a paper due, mm -hmm. and she waited to the last minute to do the paper. So yeah. I was under I was pressure to that. get this uh, this printer up and running, <laughs> even though, like I said, she wasn't even home. And I remember taking my time because it was something I think I could fix in like maybe two or three minutes. It was a very simple fix. But I remember taking my time and because and, I think, matter of fact, I think she called and said, yeah, I'll be home in a little while. And I ended up being there for like an hour and she never returned home. I'm so, sorry. I didn't know that. Right. So that's how I can prove, <laughs> you know, the, the time frame at that particular time. So I yeah, ended no. up fixing the, 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 the printer and a successful uh, venture and she never did come home um, that night at all. I don't even sure if I got to thank you. Well, first of all, I yeah. didn't come home that night at all. That wasn't going to fly in my no, house. No, 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 no. I, I meant... didn't come home while you were there. Correct. Okay, let's get Correct. that straight. Correct. <laughs> that wasn't allowed in Correct. my house. <laughs> Correct. Oh, so that's how that particular thing um, 
went. So this was some of our early, you know, interactions. Mm-hmm. So early on, you get a chance to see that, you know, um, one of the things I like to say is that life and, and obviously love, the things are not fairy tales. You know what I mean? So it's not like everything automatically. We watch movies sometimes and we hear sometimes things, uh, on so especially with social media, and you hear how things just automatically fit. Of course not. You know, it's, it takes sometimes a great deal of perseverance to get through, to stick with it, and kind of believe in uh, what you believe in. That's one of my famous saying, believe in what you believe in, mm-hmm. and to keep going. So for whatever reason, I felt that belief that to keep, you know, trying to go. It's, and ironically, I still have the picture somewhere. I have to find it. One of our first pictures that we've ever taken together, I have to find it now that I'm saying, I'm talking about this story. Mm-hmm. One of the very first pictures that uh, we took was, again, she had, she had came over my house, in my bedroom, nothing like she nothing said, nothing like on. nothing of that n- nature. I don't remember why she came over that day, but she did come over, and and in the picture that she she took with me, we did a, a primitive selfie at that time. Yeah, at that time selfies think about that, yeah. didn't wasn't even you know named or anything like that. No. We didn't have cell phones. No she cell had a cell phone, phone, but those were the flip phones, so right? you couldn't really be taking pictures or anything Ain't of no that nature. Like that. But I had one of those. Um, at that time, as I said, I was doing computers, so at that time I used to get all of the latest technology. Don't ask how I got it, but I did. <laughs> I used to get all the latest technology. It was hot off the press, and at that time, Hewlett Packard had those. This is when digital cameras first came out. Um, and I had one of those digital cameras that you can download the pictures immediately to the computer. That was new technology. And I remember taking a selfie of us, and she's on the phone. And again, she's on the phone with her boyfriend. Um, <laughs> I remember that, that picture. In that picture. <laughs> I, I do have it picture. somewhere. I have to try to find yeah, it. If I can find it, we'll put it up. Mm-hmm. We can put it up with maybe the podcast. So that was actually our, not one of, that was the very first picture that we took um, together. So mm. that was, I don't know if she wants to chime in on that and tell you what they were talking about. I don't remember. She but does. <laughs> I do not. Mm. Does. But, you know, I remember where things kind of turned around. Again, I was home from college and um, I had gone to his house again. I don't, I think we were cool. We were cool at that point. Like it wasn't, we were friends. Right. Um, so I, we were, I went over, I had nothing going on that night. So we went over and um, watched the movie on your computer. We watched the movie on the computer, um, but oh lie, I had to go out with my best friend at the time, um, and we were going out to the club that night. So I had time to watch a movie with him in in his room again, nothing going on, and then leave and head to the club. Um, but I think that night was the night where things changed for me. I looked at him differently that night. I I can't tell you what caused it. I don't know if he said anything. If he did, I don't remember. Um, but that was the night that I came over and watched the movie. And when I left, I was like, huh, this is, this is different. <laughs> I'm looking at him a little differently right now. And um, I left. And we went out to the club that night. And I, I guess I went back to, to Florida. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was probably in, in Florida getting ready for nursing school. Could have been. Could have been, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't speak again. I mean, we would speak. But we didn't connect again on that maybe more than friend level until 9-11 happened. 9-11, and you guys know, we, we, again, we're based in New York. We, we live here, born and raised Queens, New York. 9-11, who doesn't know 9-11? I don't have to say more than that. 9-11 happened. I'm in Florida getting ready to start nursing school, and 9-11 happens. Oh, my goodness. My parents are back up here. Um, I'm staying with my grandmother at the time. My parents are back up here. Friends, family, everybody's up here. And I'm trying to call, and I have no cell service. 
or I can't get through because the cell towers are down up there. It was very scary. So anyone who I could get in contact with that I knew worked in in the city, New York City, Manhattan, I reached out to them. Um, I had a cousin, a couple cousins who worked in the city um, to hear their stories about how 9-11 happened when they were there. It was crazy. Um, but I eventually caught up with Ellie to ask him how he was doing, if he was okay. Um, and then I heard his story about how, you know, he actually didn't go in that day. He was late. And if anyone knows my husband, they know he's never late. He does not like to be late. Um, on time for him is early. If he's on time, that's late. So for some reason that morning, he was late. And when he was getting ready to get on the train, his coworker called him to tell him, don't get on the train. They hit the towers. And if I'm correct, you told me where you were parked. You could see the Twin Towers from there. Yes. And you could see the smoke coming out from uh -huh. the towers. Yep. So he was to be in the city at that time. But I thank God, you know, divine timing, he did not go in. So he wasn't affected in that sense. But from that day, we didn't stop talking after that point. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Very true. That's yeah. uh, very, very... See, so I was right on that one, right? That one is <laughs> accurate. And that's a true story. Okay. Um, um, and ironically, you know, like I said, that was a day that, um, you know, yeah. I remember her calling me and being concerned. And, and uh, you know, I can hear it in her voice that she was very, very concerned. So mm -hmm. I do... I um, remember that, and, and as she said, from there we, you know, really, really kept a, a, a lot more in contact and, and communication. Mm -hmm. um, and then when she, what, I guess the next level from that was, you know, when she started to come up for her visits, and it's funny because her dad talks about this, <laughs> had her, her father spoke about that actually at our wedding. Yes, he did. You know, because she would come up, um, you know, every break that she got from school. Um, too, and it, and it was initially, I guess, to visit her father. I want to say, yeah, because my parents were divorced by then. Right, her parents were divorced. I don't know if we made that actually clear. We might have skipped over the fact that you did leave. Um, right, I went to Florida for nursing school. Right, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you went to Florida for nursing school, just to make that clear again. How things in life, you know, it's really about uh, perseverance. You know, your mind have to be able to persevere through things. You know, you hear these uh, couple of stories a lot of times and. I'm amazed. We were talking to a couple a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about, you know, what they went through. And sometimes I'm really amazed at the perseverance that people kind of just know. Mm -hmm. Like, this is something that you have to keep doing. I mean, Michelle spoke a few minutes ago about that moment when her, for her when she was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Who knows? Sometimes you don't really, you, even when you're having this conversation, if somebody were to ask you about it, like, well, what was it? You're kind of like, I don't know. But at the same time, that was just something that you kind of know that you have to persevere through it. And as I said, she left and went away. And, you know, we kind of grew through that. She would come back to visit her dad. And I think we started to look forward more and more to those visits when mm -hmm. she would come back mm -hmm. um, to visit her father. And, and she and I would go out and things of that nature yeah. uh, a little bit more. And we look forward to her coming over and, you know, watching the movies. And certainly we started speaking a lot more, and then it eventually got to the point to where I went down to see her. Ooh, um, yeah, you know, to, to visit her or that first visit down in Florida, and that from there was, you know, the we, beginning we've been of connected to at the hip. Yes, ever mm -hmm. since. and that was you know the beginning of you know us really being official and 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 just going through the whole process right up until you know getting married. As I said, there's so much meat there that you know we just kind of giving you a quick overview of how it happened but this our story is just really wow 
you know, however you want to say it, a 20, 25 year journey just to get to uh, the point of where we uh, was going to be together. Like I said, there's so many things that could have gone another way. You know, like I said, we could have just chalked it up to where, you know, it's an age difference and just never looked that way. But we, it didn't go that way. And, and when we had an opportunity to uh, seize and grab the the opportunity to, you know, start a life together, right. you know, we went ahead and, and we've done that. Right. And, uh, you know, for me, it's always been understanding about, uh, you know, the connection that we have. I, I found the individual to connect with that you know, you want to be able to spend the rest of your life with. I think that's really what this show is about. Uh, is about, you know, giving individuals that mindset of understanding that, you know, when you meet somebody that you can share the rest of your life with. We touched a little bit on that uh, in our first show where we were talking about the different elements of relationships. And, you know, certain things obviously are important. Physicality things are important. You know, we, t- we really touched that at that's one of the highlights, I think, of the first show. We <laughs> talked about that, mm-hmm. you know, physicality and sex and sexual relations and things of that nature obviously is important. But what we're really showing here, what we're really illustrating here, I mean, obviously, I'm very, very attracted to my wife. I was attracted to her then. I'm attracted to her now. Um, but the big thing about it is just you know, the compatibility that we have um, together in marriage. Mm-hmm. I think that's for us, maybe for both of us, if we really had to sit down and somebody really nailed us down and say, I want you to answer that question. You know, what is it? I mean, be like, She's here. Um, but I think if you really nailed that down and really forced her to really sit down and think about it, what was the change in her mind? I would say, I know I can speak for myself and say just that compatibility of understanding this really is a person that I would like to spend my rest, the rest of my life with. This is really the person that I can see myself accomplishing goals with and mm-hmm. accomplishing things that I want to do in the very near future you know, or in the future going down the line 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, whatever it may be as long yeah. as we're living. Those are the things that you really want to try to look at uh, when it comes to marriage. And, and I will also interject that when you have that mentality, you're going to hear us talk a lot about that. When you have that mentality, it puts you in a position to overlook the silly things and when i say silly things some people would disagree with that you know term and certain things silly but when you have a certain type of mentality like this is a person that i can spend the rest of my life with so this is a person that i have goals for myself that i can achieve these goals with so now for me to be able to go over there or uh, and 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 fix the printer knowing that she's out with another guy for me to be able to take that picture knowing that she's on the phone with another guy that's to me becomes something that's silly because I know the future. I know that this is a person that I have an opportunity to build a great uh, future with that I can go forward in my life. And, and, and so that those things are like silly at that particular time, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, that you can just kind of get past it. But I think for a lot of us in, in society today, you know, we allow those things. Sometimes I hear these stories about what people are angry about. Mm-hmm. And you're like... In their relationship? or Yes. In, in you know, in, in relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're not... You're in that stage where you're dating somebody. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had this conversation from a male perspective mm-hmm. with guys all the time. Where, you know, a guy may be interested in... You can chime in how women look at, look about that. But, mm-hmm. you know, you hear... We, amongst men, we're talking about something. A guy might be interested in somebody. Maybe he went out with her. Things are going pretty well. And then he'll tell you something like that. Oh, you know... 
you're not married to the girl. You're dating. Oh, the ex guy, the ex boyfriend called, or you know, we was out and some guy that she knew, she she hugged him, and I've seen guys just lose it over that, and I'm like, <laughs> really? Whoa, like what are you talking about? You know what I mean? But I'm here with you. What's I'm, the problem? We're together. I mean, from an ego, a male ego perspective, ah. I understand what you're saying. I'm not trying to say I don't understand that. You know, and you, the guy was like, you know, just the way that she hugged him, and, and then she didn't, she never shared with me that that was her ex, and I get it. I get it. I'm not trying to say it, was, it could be something that was a little naughty involved. In other words, maybe it was something that she was a little deceptive about it. It can happen. Okay. And then she'll come back, oh, listen, I, I didn't mention that before because X, Y, Z. You have to weigh that, though. Is that worth you throwing away, throwing in the towel? And I've seen it happen where, you know, you'll see that person a couple years later and you can tell the count that was a mistake. Yeah, you know, I shouldn't have really threw the towel in. I made the, I overreacted. I made uh. more of a more of a big deal about it. It, it doesn't need to be discussed, of course. It mm-hmm. You need to articulate. You know, I didn't really like communication. That. You know what I mean? That was deception on your part, and for order, order for us to grow, we can't have that. Right. But for you to go to the point of where you allowed your ego to mess everything to mess up. everything up, you can't do. You that. have to be really, really careful about that, yeah, and that's something that you know is the mindset that looking towards the future. Of you know being married to somebody, the institute of marriage. I think mm-hmm. again, that's what this show is really all about, talking about the beautifulness of the institute of marriage because it gives you a position to be able to get past mm-hmm. things that are silly. And I don't want to be insulting by saying you know certain things that happen are silly, but it just I, that's just for me how I reason you certain things. Yeah, way, like yeah. it's silly because the bigger picture mm-hmm. makes that situation silly. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's how I kind of see, you know, those situations that we go through in life. I don't know how it would be from female perspective if you guys go through situations like that. Or are you, or are you guys able to decipher that a little bit better than guys? No, I'm sure we get jealous too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get upset too. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get pissed too. I've had that happen. Mm-hmm. But you know, it all depends where we are in the stage of relationship. Where do I see us going? There's a lot of factors in that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it can go on both sides. Not just the guy mm-hmm. who can overreact. It definitely can be the female as well. Um, but I will say, once, I just felt like um, with Elliot and I, if you think about it, like I said, we've been together for, um, well, we've known each other for so long. But I always like to tell people, I didn't really um, see him in that manner until I left for college. Um, I went to nursing school in Florida. Um, so I left and I was in Florida for about three years to complete nursing school. So once we did finally get together, it was a long-distance relationship at that. So that was a whole nother level. Of, it wasn't even like, oh, I was coming home. It was long-distance. So I would come home on breaks from college. Um, Elliot was working, you know, as a professional you know, engineer, like working, working career man. Um, so he would come down, I guess, when he get, you know, vacation times or weekend times. He was more flexible compared to me and having responsibilities with school. But we were long distance, so that's a whole other element to add on to that. And then he popped the question, and he popped the question of Valentine's Day weekend. Yeah, sure. I do not remember the exact date, but I do know it was Valentine's Day weekend. And um, he popped the question. Of course, I said yes. I didn't hesitate. <laughs> of course, I said yes. And um, we started planning for our wedding. So we got married um, with the what we call the gown and tux wedding. May 6, 2006. And why we call it the gown and tux wedding is because an opportunity came up. Um, I was going to move back. And I I did move back, but we needed some place to live. I couldn't live with my dad, and he couldn't stay here. So we had to figure it out. And the opportunity came up that, 
his parents um, were going to move down to Florida and live the Florida life. You know how retirees go. Live that Florida life. And they were going to sell the home. And they spoke to Ellie about selling it to him. So the opportunity came to get the house, um, which we gladly and gratefully took. Um, so we ended up getting the house. But I could not move into the house unless we were married. Like, that wasn't happening. Like, I knew my parents. It just was not going to fly. So what we ended up doing, September t 2005, um, my pastor did a quick little ceremony for us at her home. Um, she really made it nice for her home. I just thought we were just going to go there. She said some words and that's it. But she had the candles and the music and she really mm -hmm. made her house nice for us. And um, it was just us. Um, who came? My mom, my dad, my cousin and niece. And that was it. Oh, no, your brother. My brother and his, your, wife. His, his wife at the time as well. Mm. Small. That was it. And she married us. So officially and legally, as for New York State, we were married in September 2005. Um, but we still continue with the plans for our wedding in 2006. And that as well did happen. So I'm the lucky girl to have two anniversaries, which I celebrate both. <laughs> right, babe? That's absolutely true. And <laughs> celebrate that's, both. Right. And that was... Um, you know, I forgot about that part that, you what know, part? we had, I, when I say I forgot about it, I forgot about the uh, the foundation that that built for us, just to back it up a little bit, that we did have that long-term relationship. Long-distance? Yes. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, long-distance relationship. Mm -hmm. I did, you know, I, I've, I've talked a lot about the foundation, you mm -hmm. know, building that foundation, and again, against the physicality. Obviously, in a long-distance relationship, you don't have the physical um, part of it. Mm hmm um, but, you know, for us, I think that taught us a lesson early, you know, that taught us a great lesson early on that, you know what, we built the foundation of me liking her, the person, and vice versa, I hope, um, that we, our communication, uh, we had to learn how to do that. You know, we yeah. were forced in that position um, to, to um, communicate, mm -hmm. um, you know, without physical, you know, contact. And so that... Please and without do, 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 even do, do, do. seeing each other, yes. really, because mm -hmm. today's day, and I'm not old, and I, you will not tell me I'm old, but just the difference how technology moves so fast. You now have Skype, FaceTime, um, what, uh, through Facebook, you can we video chat that. with people. Mm -hmm. We didn't have video chat when we were dating. You just kind of had to imagine mm -hmm. <laughs> what he or she looked like at the time when they were saying something, and all you had was the phone in terms of audio. Mm -hmm. The only thing That's we did had. have that was an advantage at that time was, you know, cell phones was at the, at, was just becoming something that was common. You know, like when cell phones first came out, you know, you people with money had it, you know, and but and this was finally becoming a time. I think when unlimited plans mm -hmm. was starting to become popular, <laughs> so that was helped us a great deal mm -hmm. only because we were able to talk on the phone at as long as we right wanted. ridiculous and hours we, we really would we, like, would, we would fall asleep right. with each other on the phone right whereas if it was back 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 in the days we just had to use mom's you know phone in the house we would have had a problem <laughs> but like i said we had our own cell phones with unlimited minutes and stuff like that mm -hmm. so we were really able to just kind of frankly spend the day together on a daily basis without physically being together so and i think that you know even to this day that pays dividends for us because we really got to know each other um which is something that i think is important again these are all our opinions right. but it's just something that i think that really is important to 
know each other and know who you are as individuals. And we didn't have anything except for that. We had to get to know each other because mm-hmm. we didn't have, like I said, we can't right or going out. You know, we mm-hmm. we wasn't to where the point. You know, we can go out to the movies every night or we run around to amusement parks, and we didn't have that. So it was just simple. Like we have to stimulate each other with the conversation. And that mm-hmm. was something that, you know, we still, prob- I would say not probably, we still thrive on to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk a, a lot mm-hmm. and we always stimulate and we enjoy each other's company. So mm-hmm. looking back on it, I would have to say that that was a critical part of building that foundation that has really never um, left us. No. And, and like she said, you know, that fast forwarding to... Um, you know, making decisions together. So when we started that process, and we'll get into that now, as we she talked about us getting married, started that process now of um, having to make decisions together. You know, mm-hmm. That's another thing. When you get married, that's a big adjustment, especially for me. I was an individual who was really by myself my whole life up until uh, I had gotten with Michelle. And I had accomplished, as she said, a lot of things on my own. Now I have to incorporate my decision-making process with another person. But because we had that, you know, connection, that communication, when we started this process in 2005, which was a huge year for us, that number will always be monumental to us because so much stuff happened. She talked about, you know, us buying a house, but I had actually already had a house. Um, I had a home in uh, the Poconos area. So I'd already bought a home. I had to sell that house uh, in order to get by my parents' house, which, again, that was just... The timing of that whole situation was just unbelievable. You know, my parents were retiring, and and I really didn't even really think about buying the house until it just kind of came up. Like, wait a minute, <laughs> what are we looking at apartments well, for? We, uh, you're right. We were looking <laughs> at apartments, apartments. <laughs> and Michelle and I. Neither one of us have ever lived in. Not to say anything bad about anybody. We don't want to get any hate mail for saying, "Oh, it's what's wrong living in an apartment." Not saying that. We just both grew up in home, so we didn't. We wasn't. And then I had bought my own house. And so I had never lived in an apartment, but we were okay with that. Oh, yeah. Just as um, we were together. That's all that matters. As long as we were together. Yeah. And then, like I said, my parents were leaving. And, and it was funny because uh, they were having real estate real estate agents coming here. And, I, and I'll tell you a quick sidebar story just about motivation and, 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 and training your mind to go uh, ahead and, and accomplishing things and accomplishing things together. My parents had a, a real estate agent that came here. And at that time, like I said, Michelle and I knew we were going to get married and all of that stuff. And the real estate agent, I guess she was trying to push my parents to buy the, the, the home. And she saw me in the house and she looked at me and then she like, called my parents to the side like, listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> uh, you know, I see you got your son here. Like, shh, don't wait. Put him out of the house. Sell this house as soon as you can. She's like, I've been around this situation many times before where people are kind of hesitant because they have some loser son that's in the house. And she didn't know anything Ooh, about me. Fresh. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And, and, and the funny thing is that actually motivated me even more um, to just push on and to push on with my life, with my future wife. Um, these are the things for me, how my mindset works. And it kind of seemed like right after that, the thought came to mind like, Oh, you think I can't do it? Watch. You know what? Matter of fact, I'm going to take the money out of your pockets. I'm going to buy this house, which we did. You know, I sold my house in the Poconos and Michelle and I, you know, we bought this house. And for many, many, many years until we got a new refrigerator because she left one of those magnetic uh, 
uh, what do you cards? Uh huh. And my parents had her on the refrigerator. And for many years, I kept her her, her picture up. Really? Yes. For many years, I kept until we got a new refrigerator. Her picture was always up on there as a sign of motivation for me. And it was just a sign, like again, that's one of those things that subliminally pushed me mm. and motivated me to say, you know, I have my own family now. And to go on with them and to make those decisions with my wife. And like, like she said, that was a great time. In September, we got married. And the same day, she slept. Because she had came. She was here. and uh, But she was staying next door at yep, her. I was living by my dad. Yeah, she was living door. next door at her father. But she was here. And we did not We did it right, man. We did not move. She did not come over here until we were officially. Uh, <laughs> man and wife. Officially man and wife. I think my parents had packed their stuff and moved. I'm just going to get, I don't, I'm not saying these days are accurate, like on a Monday. And we weren't scheduled to be married till that Wednesday. And I, I stayed here in the house by myself that Monday and then that Tuesday. And then Wednesday. It was kind of strange because, you know, she would go, be going home. Obviously, home was right next door, but it was strange. You know, she would come over and spend a day with me and then go home until that Wednesday when we got married. And then, you know, she was able to uh, stay here and we started our life. But that was in 2005. And I had a career change in that year. Yeah, I graduated nursing school. She graduated nursing school. I had a career change and went into law enforcement. Uh, So much stuff went on that year. And and Mm -hmm. that's uh, the last chapter, I think, of what we'll cover Mm -hmm. in that, in that, you know, when you get married, it's so much different changes. And that's what makes our story, you know, to me, so special. Because a lot of times, this is another one of those deterrents that don't allow the ship to even get off the ground. Because when you're going through that, and it was hard, let's be clear. You know, it was hard to be getting a new career. Rochelle starting her career, right. taking on a mortgage now. Mm-hmm. You know all of these different things and living with someone, never living done that with before. Someone, never done that before. Yeah. Having to make decisions, you know, with somebody. My yeah. parents actually retiring and moving. I would never. I was never without my parents being, you know, in the same state with me, living with me. So they were gone now. So you know, the people that I bounce things off of are no longer in the same state. You know, all of these things all happen at the same time. And we're trying to plan a wedding. Mm-hmm. And financially, all of these things happen at the same time. That is not an easy thing to do. But I take a, a great deal of pride in it because we were able to do that. And, and I will go back and, and reference the fact that we had the long-distance relationship. And so we were, our communication was really, really good. You know, I can remember that time, Michelle, she said, planning the actual... Um, formal wedding and you know i always tell her you know she did an unbelievable job on that mm, thing you know she really you. really did you know i didn't have to do much um except for music you know she would she no i, I would back that up to say that she would consult with me mm-hmm. with things it wasn't one of those situations where i went to the wedding and i'm like yeah i know nothing <laughs> i did i knew everything that was going on but she would handle it and she'd come to me at the end of the night or when we were uh, have a chance to commute at that time it was actually interesting too because we were starting our new careers and at that time when you're new on any job your hours is a complete mess yeah and so at that time we actually used to have like maybe we would go like two or three days literally without seeing each other right. we had opposite because we had opposite hours. schedules so i had a flip-flop schedule sometimes i work days sometimes i work nights and she was working in the hospital and she would do 12 hours so she was doing seven at night to seven in the morning mm-hmm. sometimes I, I used to do the six o'clock six p.m to two in the morning so those days forget it yeah 
we would not, we wouldn't catch each other for three days straight. <laughs> but again, the communication was there, you know, for us that it wasn't mandatory that we had to see each other. So that's just a, was another building block uh, for us at that particular time um, to go on. Even though, like I said, it was such a challenging thing. So many things happening all at the same time. On the surface, it looks like it's great things, which I'm not saying they weren't great things, but it's pressure. You know, these are tremendous decisions that we have to make. Obviously, when you're planning a wedding, a formal wedding, money is going out of the closet, uh, out of the window like you wouldn't believe. No question about that. And again, we just bought a house. We got a new mortgage and all, all of these things are all happening at the same time. And shortly after, we, I guess we did find out that we were expecting a child. Yes. Right after we got married by my pastor in September of 05. Um, oh, right before the May 2006 wedding. Maybe a, two right. weeks or so yeah. before I found out we were pregnant with our first kid. Um, and that would be our oldest son, Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was interesting. Um, I had to get cleared from the doctor to go on the honeymoon. She had to check me out, how to find an OBGYN. Um, no, an OB, someone who can deliver the baby. Um, and when I found her, we had now had nobody. We didn't want to tell anybody. Right. Because you know, you know how it goes. You normally wait till your first trimester before you say anything. Just Plus, nobody knew happens. we were married. Yes. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't tell people we were married in September the year before. <laughs> so, people probably thought we were just shacking up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But that's okay. We knew how we did it and uh, how we wanted to do it for, for us. Again, it, every relationship is how you handle it for yourselves. But um, Isaiah was coming, so we had to tell the people at the catering hall, we can't get champagne to toast because we just found out we're pregnant. But we don't want anybody else to know that we're pregnant because it's too early in the pregnancy. Um, and the lady who was helping us um, came up with the idea to have ginger ale. I think mm-hmm. we did ginger ale in our champagne flutes. So everyone else was toasting with champagne and we had ginger ale and nobody knew. Some people um, knew because I think your cousin Jay was like, "Yo, uh, Jay I, knew." Yeah, he said that he knew something was going on because <laughs> because you didn't have alcohol. I remember him saying, "But how that. would he have known I didn't have alcohol?" I don't remember how he found out, but he said that he knew that you did not that you had um, the the what is it apple cider or whatever it was. And he said he knew that you were pregnant at that point. I remember huh? him saying this. Well, so you guys just heard something. We're new just learning that. I didn't know that. He told me that. Later. Yeah, he did tell me that. So he did know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, our our parents knew. Our parents we, we definitely knew, made yeah. sure our parents mm-hmm. knew, um, but our siblings didn't know. My brother, um, he's in the army, so he wasn't present twice. He he's missed both wedding both weddings. He's been um, on deployment both times. So hopefully, whenever we renew our vows, he'll be present for that next. Hope so. One. Hope we'll so. do it just so he could be there. Yeah. <laughs> I want to mm-hmm. do it just for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that that was, and then kids came. Yeah. And had and had a very complicated pregnancy, almost lost the first baby, and but we managed to keep him. And God's grace, mm-hmm. God's grace, we got through that. And he's here now. He is what the uh, twelve, just turned twelve. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't believe it. And he's as tall as me, <laughs> and his voice is as deep as anyone mm-hmm. else. So that, and we ended up having another child. Um, both kids, I will say, it was like, oops, didn't plan that. Didn't exactly stop that, but definitely didn't plan that. Um, Aaron came in 2009, June 2009. He came, and so we have two boys, Isaiah and Aaron Allen. <laughs> and I, I guess I'd say that is our our love story. In a, in a brief in nutshell. In a nutshell. Like said, so so there's much. so much more behind that. We're right. just, just trying skimming to give you guys it up for a you. Brief, 
summary of it. There's so many different elements to it mm-hmm. um, that we could share, and at some point we will get more a little bit more into that. I'm sure just as we do the different shows, things different will things will come up, you mm-hmm. know, in the elements. Because yeah, the, the inner workings and the inner elements of not just our uh, story, but of everybody's story is mm-hmm. really what, you know, is the foundation of your marriage. Um, you know, and that's really our foundation of the marriage and that history. We was talking with the brother yesterday. Uh, he was married 27 years. Mm-hmm. And he made a very profound point. He said, I've been married 27 years and no matter what happens... To be honest with you, I'm, I know I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> he was like, and, and I really couldn't function without my wife at this point. And I really understood what he meant about when you have that history. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why sometimes, and, and we're going to wrap up, but sometimes I, under, I think it's kind of strange when you see people, and I said this earlier, about a half an hour ago, about silly stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he was there to where he, he got, you know, another what. 13, 14 years on us. Mm-hmm. But he's there where he understands. Somebody told me this a long time ago, even before I got married. Once you're there, that silly stuff doesn't really matter to you anymore. The stuff that most people make a big deal about. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's insignificant. We're still human beings. But you reach that level of like, yo, it's not really a, What are you going to do? Is it like a pick your battles? Pick your battles? Not, not even. even it's just... Level? You've been through so much, it's kind of like, whatever. I'm not saying it doesn't bother you, but not to the point to where it's just like, it's it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He, he said, if my wife ever did leave me, to be honest with you, he said, if I did date somebody, he said, I would date somebody else. But to be honest with you, I'm going to have to call my wife and ask her <laughs> where, where, where I'm going to take out my new date. That's how connected he was with his wife. And I understood what he meant by that, like. When you are connected with somebody mm. and you allow yourself, that's the biggest part is mm-hmm. that you have to allow that connection. Yep. You know, the great Michael Jackson, you know, when talking about his music, he said, somebody was asking him about his music. And I always remember this quote from him. He said, the biggest thing about music is when you have that talent, you have to get out of the way of the music. Mm. As good as you may be, you most artists, he said, stand in the way of the music coming out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same thing with with marriage. Mm-hmm. You have to open your heart and allow the connection to come through. Man. Is it a risk? Of course uh, it is. Every time. Of course it is. There's no guarantee. You can mm-hmm. open your heart and somebody's going to come in there with a jackhammer and jack you up. Lord knows. There's no question about that. But in order for you to really have that connection, you, you got to be willing. You got to be able to open up and receive. You have to be able to get out of the way and let the relationship happen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a big part of our story, the part that we were able to kind of share with you guys uh, so far. Like I said, so many different intricate uh, moving parts to it that we didn't even touch and major parts. But again, you know, you guys, you guys will get to know us a little bit better and we'll, those things will just come out. Uh, in our conversations later but we enjoy being able to come on and just give you just a little piece of the foundation of Team Allen and what we do here um, and, and and I love this woman and I enjoy being able to be a part of this show and being able to come together just another element of our relationship and the things that we um, you know accomplish together so it's always a good thing that when it's all over I talk about this all the time. My wife doesn't like to talk about it, but it's the truth. When it's all over, and when I say all over, just a situation where you're laying down in the bed and you're really unable to get up and move around like you want to, and all you can do is, you know, have enough strength to maybe lift the remote control and press the button to change the channel. 
you want to be able to lay there and say, you know what, I've done it right and I've done it with the right person. Mm -hmm. And that's a really big thing to me that we accomplished all that we can accomplish in the healthy years. And I can, you know, sit back in the not so healthy years and be satisfied with it. So thank you for sharing, uh, allowing us to share our um, humble beginnings with you guys. Mm -hmm. See, you got to love love, right, guys? Mm -hmm. You got to love love. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, appreciate you listening. Anyone who's returning from the first episode, if you're hearing this 10 years from now and you're like, ooh, who are these people? Let's play it. Listen, if you're my kids listening to this, because this, they listen to podcasts, don't mean the car. So if boys are listening, mom and daddy love you. <laughs> now you know a little bit more back history of our love story. Um, so I also want to give a shout out and a big thanks to our sponsor for the You Gotta Love Love podcast, which is the Mental Conditioning Movement, which is a.k.a. us. <laughs> we are the sponsors for our podcast at this point. And I am affirming and believing that more sponsors will come down the line very soon. But at this point, it is the Mental Conditioning Movement, which we will go into a little bit more detail. I think maybe the next episode kind of to explain that to you. Um, that is the platform that my husband speaks on um, regarding empowering um, using your mindset um, and that our minds are a critical component to every aspect of our life um, and we just need to really remember that um, that's a quick summary of it but he'll go into definitely more detail and how it entails to marriage so we'll talk to you about that um, and our upcoming event the couple's night of love so if you need more information about the mental conditioning movement or the couple's night of love you can definitely go visit our website www www.mentalconditioningmovement.com and you will definitely get more information about the movement and the tab is there about A Couple's Night of Love you can see some of the highlights from the one that we did September 2018 the next Couple's Night of Love is April 6, 2019 tickets are on sale now so you can definitely check that out any questions email us email mentalconditioningmovement at gmail.com mentalconditioningmovement at gmail.com um, if wherever you guys are listening to this podcast, do me a favor. Can you leave us a comment? Can you do a like? Can you give us a five star rating? Can you subscribe? We really would love for you to subscribe. Can you share? Maybe there's a, another person you know that would really benefit from hearing um, what we have to say and you feel it's relevant to them what they're going through. Share the podcast. Don't keep us a secret. Let people know we're here. That's the only way we're going to build and grow. Um, you can also follow us on social media. We have an Instagram page on IG. It is at you gotta love love podcast dot oh, not dot com. Lord help me. So on IG at you gotta love love that you'll find us there. And you gotta love love is Y O U G O T T A L O V E L O V E um, on IG. Let's see. Anything else you want to add, hon? That's it. That's it. Thank you for listening. We're going to wrap this up, guys. Y'all have a blessed day. Until next week, be good. <laughs>